Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your self-care coach and mentor. I'm trying a new speaker today, so I'm really hoping this is a lot better than some past episodes. Um, podcasting, you know, is all about sound. It's all about me and you and making it as easy as possible for you to hear me, for you to feel my energy. And a lot of that comes through my voice, hence the microphone. So I'm really hoping this sounds better for you than, I mean, not that it was terrible in the past, but I want to keep getting better and better in terms of quality and ease of accessibility. So today's podcast topic came from my experience today of procrastinating on recording the podcast. (laughs) So um, most times, I love this podcast. I've been doing this for over three years now, over 200 episodes. This is number 214, I believe. Um, And I normally don't procrastinate, but today I did. And it reminded me of why I love procrastinating. So I wanted to share with you why I have changed my relationship with procrastinating from something that's negative, filled with blame, shame, and guilt towards myself, and why I've learned to trust the process and why actually things, you know, get better as I procrastinate, especially when I can remind myself that I am procrastinating with intention. So next time you find yourself procrastinating, I want to invite you to see the potential in procrastination versus uh, the blame, shame, and guilt of procrastination, right? And feeling bad about yourself. So um, first of all, procrastination, let's define it. It is when you know you need to do something. There's something on your list. There's something you want to start and you are putting it off and off and off. Sometimes procrastination is like you have to study for an exam or a test and you basically wait to the last minute or you have a paper due back in school. I was the queen of procrastination all under the imagined or not imagined. I don't know because I didn't do it the other way around. (laughs) Like The guys of I work really well under pressure. So I used to just study last minute and do my papers last minute and I always got good grades. So it seemed to work. But I wondered sometimes if there was like a deeper level of, you know, studying and grades and just creativity that I could have accessed if I didn't procrastinate. So fast forward to today and as an entrepreneur, um, even as, you know, as a mom, as like a human in the world, 
unless you have someone telling you what to do all the time and on your like, you know, calendar all the time saying, do this now, do this now, do this now, which most of us don't, thankfully, um, we are responsible for initiating behavior, initiating activity, right? So, and learning the kind of accountability that works for you is important. Learning the kind of like management of your time, which I actually believe is management of your energy beyond your time, um, because everyone has a different relationship to time. So it can get really tricky. I don't think time management is really the key of getting things done. It's really about managing your energy. So why do we procrastinate? Many reasons, <laughs> but I think they all come down to kind of the same key reasons, fear, doubt, and fear. <laughs> so it's mostly fear, fear of the unknown, fear of, am I going to get this right? Fear of, um, and also your perception of like the actual scope of the project sometimes feels really big. Um, procrastinating working out, maybe because, you know, that's a whole other podcast episode with our own relationship to our bodies. Um, but if you're like most human beings, you have had the experience where you're procrastinating, 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 and then you start the thing or go to the gym and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I waited so long. And this thing that I've made so big in my mind is now actually kind of fun to do, or maybe it feels satisfying to do it, right? So the, the fear of the unknown becomes so big that the procrastination gets even bigger. And so you find yourself distracting, numbing, doing everything else, cleaning your closet, doing the dishes, making meals, like <laughs> calling people to have conversations, complaining about procrastinating, uh, but not actually doing a thing. But I wanna flip this on its head a little bit because what I have found for myself, now, let me just put a little caveat on this. It's really important to stay in integrity to yourself, mostly, because we don't, we have a much easier time doing things for other people. You've listened to past episodes where I'm talking about um, how it's much easier to keep promises to other people versus yourself. So I want to say this one thing, procrastinating with intention creates potential if and only if you are keeping promises to yourself. So what I'm going to suggest here, instead of going through this cycle of giving yourself a goal or a target or a task or a project and then procrastinating on it and then feeling really shitty about yourself because you didn't keep the promise to yourself, I'm going to suggest that you build in procrastination time, build in dreaming time, create a buffer zone of procrastination to give yourself a chance to dream and move and think and dance and take a bath, whatever it is, build in that procrastination time. Because there are six reasons that I wanna share with you why I love procrastination and what I've learned of why I procrastinate and why I trust it now. <laughs> because sometimes procrastination can look like delay, but actually what's happening is that a couple of things. So I'm gonna share with you those things. The first thing I've learned about why procrastination can be potential and possibilities because I've realized maybe I need more information, not like gathering information and reading more books, but like a piece just hasn't quite dropped in yet into what I want to create. And so I'm not fully excited about it. I'm not enthusiastic about it. And so I'm delaying because I, once I consciously got aware of this, it was much easier to say, okay, I'm just going to trust 
that I'm going to like go for a walk or do something else, or, you know, maybe put this off for a day or two, like consciously actually move the deadline instead of just beating myself up about not meeting the deadline. Because I, I, what happens inevitably is I will go for a walk or take a nap or like do something else. And all of a sudden that missing piece just drops in, whether it's from watching a movie or listening to a podcast or having a conversation. And I'm, I'm a big verbal processor. So what I found is really valuable for me is to go to my peers or my mastermind, the the people that I am in in circle with and to basically say, okay, guys, I need to talk this through. I need to process this because I've been procrastinating, but there's something missing. And what I find is if I just start talking about it, start talking about the challenges, what I'm missing, like my feeling about it, all of a sudden it just drops in because I process verbally and everyone has their own way, but this is how I process. And I found a lot of my clients are like this too. Once you start talking about it and someone who is holding space for you, meaning listening without judgment or trying to solve it for you, you actually can expand it to something much bigger and better. That's number one. Number two is I have learned to trust this process so deeply so that when I am procrastinating, I actually just try to remind myself and it doesn't always work, but I try to remind myself to have fun with it because if you don't, what's going to start happening is you're going to start hearing those negative inner critic kind of things like, oh, you should, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. This is something maybe you don't want to do it. Like you don't have to do this, just cancel <laughs> So all these sort of negative inner critic, keeping you safe and cozy and small thoughts coming in versus saying, okay, I'm procrastinating. I'm going to trust that there's something else that needs to drop in and I'm going to do what I know works for me, which is put on some music and dance, um, go for a long walk, start writing, just kind of creative writing, do some doodling. Again, speak to someone that I trust with my processing. So I'm trusting the process, but also marrying that with a thing that I, I know might work to activate me on a spiritual, emotional, mental, physical level. That's number two. Number three is I realize that sometimes I'm not starting the project or doing the task or writing the book or whatever, because I'm not in alignment. Like I'm still carrying something from an argument or conversation, or I'm thinking about something, or like maybe I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I didn't do my full magic morning practice. So I really need to get into alignment first. Like before I recorded this podcast episode, like I said, I was procrastinating. (laughs) So I know like what I do to get into alignment before I record videos or audios or podcasts or create content is I move my body. I dance. Like for me, that's a huge element of getting into alignment with mind, body, and soul. So I put on my favorite list for my magic morning practice called the activate list. Um, And if you've tried the magic morning practice, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't tried it, go to my bio on Instagram or show notes and grab the free magic morning habit where I share with you four curated playlists. And one of them is called activate. So I know it's going to activate my energy and make it bigger and more clear. And so just a few minutes of dancing and I'm like, all right, I'm ready, right? Because we are living like above our necks. We're living from your neck up where all you're doing is trying to think your way into motivation. And that does not work, especially for us women who are embodied and want to create from our full energetic presence. So for me, I knew, all right, I just need to put on some music, get into the mode and boom, I am in, right? Okay, number four is I am in charge of my timeline. 
permission to take charge of your timeline. You need to be an observer of your own creation process. I've learned that there's times of the month where I'm on my period or like whatever, my energy is going to be really low. Like I know I'm not going to get much done on that day. So I know that if I, I usually don't schedule things on that day, but if I somehow forget, I just give myself permission to like put everything off to the next day because the energy in which you create things is going to be infused into that, which you create and how people perceive it and receive it. So I know that, you know, I've learned my own rhythms that there's definitely a, at least one day a week where I need to be fully off of social media, especially during the lockdown over this last year in 2020. I know I need to just completely step away and be in my own thoughts and energy and stillness. And that's really helped me. So just trust your timeline, but the only way you can trust your timeline of creation and process and rhythms over seasons is just by documenting it or just noticing like, oh, interesting. I noticed that on Sundays, I'm really creative Sunday morning. I want to write. So just because people tell you to take the weekend off doesn't mean you have to. You work when you want to. Like for me, my Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings have been all about writing my book and editing. And I love it. There's something really nourishing about waking up early on the weekends and writing. And that does not come from anyone else's advice. That's literally following my own energetic timeline. So just notice when you're most activated and what you want to do during that creative time. Number five is just trust that spaciousness creates new perspectives. So if you're noticing yourself uh, procrastinating, just notice, okay, maybe I need a little more spaciousness. Maybe I feel like overwhelmed with too many things on my to-do list. What if I created some spaciousness by delegating, deleting, or just forgetting like, you know, I don't need to do this at all. Really thinking about it. Is this something I need to delegate or delete um, or do, right? Just do something because <laughs> sometimes procrastination will take you out of um, creation mode. So maybe there's just some little things on your checklist that you just need to do, like make an appointment or send an email and that'll create some space on your calendar, but actually grabbing space on your calendar and blocking out time to do nothing but think or, or be in like a playful zone where you're maybe just spending time making some art or baking bread, whatever you want to do, block that space out on your calendar because then you're procrastinating on your projects with actual purpose and you're creating spaciousness for new perspectives to drop in. I find that if I'm worried about money and all I'm doing is focusing about money, like I just get so contracted. But if I am find myself, okay, I'm thinking about money and I'm planning out my budget or my plans or my income and revenue, actually, if I get too in it, I start getting a little contracted. So I will refocus my attention on time with friends or playfulness or getting some, you know, organization in my closet. And then it's like, I shift out of that contraction and all of a sudden I, I have a new way of seeing things. And the sixth part is sometimes we procrastinate and then we get embarrassed in front of other people, or we feel that shame because we said we were going to do something or had a deadline and now we're like all ashamed about it because we basically didn't meet our own word. But I would suggest instead of holding on to that shame, just trust that you're not alone. We all procrastinate and people understand. So for example, I just extended my book submission deadline 
from October to January. And as I got closer, I realized like, I, there's no way I'm going to finish this. I still have like three rounds of edits to do. And I didn't want to push it so quickly. I really wanted to take my time with it. And I had some new ideas I wanted to implement. So instead of feeling like bad about it, I informed the publisher, of course, <laughs> I told them I needed more time. I told my husband, I told uh, my best friend, I told a few people, key people in my life who were like, how's your book? Where's your book? I'm like, you know what? I needed more time. And I pushed the deadline to January and I, that feels much better and more spacious. And now I feel like I can really go back in and just, you know, be more mindful with the pieces that I want to put in place. But if I didn't tell anyone and kind of held it to myself, then I'd feel bad about it. And so sometimes you just need to let people know that whether it's people on your team and your family, whoever has vested interest in your well-being, whoever has vested interest in the project, um, even if it's, you know, home stuff or travel, whatever it is, sometimes we think we have to be responsible fully for like the whole thing. And, you know, informing other people can basically let you not feel like you have to carry the whole thing alone. It makes you feel like you're in integrity by being honest. And by the way, like, who cares? You know, it's your thing, right? I mean, unless again, this is all about integrity, right? So I'm not saying like be out of integrity and go ahead and procrastinate forever. I'm just saying just move things around in your calendar, in your life, in your day, so that you're trusting your pace of creating things. And that way you can procrastinate with intention and create new potential. And you know what, it's, it's okay to have that like white space to do nothing, but do it on purpose, procrastinate with purpose. So I'd love to hear from you. What is your relationship with procrastination? Screenshot this episode, go ahead and post it as a story and tag me and let me know, like, what do you think about procrastination? Do you feel bad about it? Do you blame or shame or guilt yourself around it? Or can you start leaning into what we talked about today and say, actually, I can be more playful with it. I can be more conscious around it. And I can see the opportunity for procrastinating with purpose. I hope you've granted yourself some permission to procrastinate because magic can happen when you give yourself a little space. And we could redefine procrastination to, instead of feeling bad about it, to doing it with the intention of maybe seeing something that you hadn't seen before and aligning with what is most important for you, which is consistency and connection and clarity and being committed to something you really love. That's where the magic is. All right, I hope you got something from today. <laughs> I know I did, like even, even talking about it, I'm reminding myself that it's okay to procrastinate as long as I'm being intentional and not just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. By the way, let me just say that scrolling and procrastinating is not a good combination because it will really put you down a rabbit hole, a black hole of like comparisonitis and imposter syndrome, and we do not wanna go there. So I would say this is the intentional part. If you find yourself procrastinating, just take that blip of moment, take a deep breath and just think about it. What would feel really nourishing to me right now? Would it be dancing? Would it be taking a bath? Would it be making a meal? Would it be calling a good friend or a peer or a coach? Would it be um, going for a walk in nature? What would it be? One of my favorite things to do is like lie down flat on the floor for 10 minutes 
Um, it's one of the rituals that I teach because there's something about resetting your parasympathetic nervous system because sometimes procrastination can create anxiety in our body where we're feeling bad. And so we wanna soothe our nervous system through breath work, through water, meaning a bath or a shower, through laying flat on the floor without any stimulation. Um, but we need to turn off that external stimulation to be able to ease some of that anxiety, which so many of us have these days, you know, even if it's something you haven't experienced before, you might be experiencing it now. I know I have. Um, so I definitely had to kind of re-up my commitment to moving every day and doing some weight training. And that feels really, really good. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I still don't have the tendency to kind of like get in my head about it. So as much as you can, come back into your body and do the self-care work around it, the inner work, the more you can give yourself permission to really, really get in alignment, trust your pace, um, trust your own timeline, give yourself spaciousness, and then inform yourself and those around you who have a vested interest in your wellness and your success. All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I will see you on the next episode of the Meditations and Musings podcast. And as always, I have to mention that the circle, the Divine Self-Care Circle, where we dive deep into topics just like this with questions, with support, with accountability, with all the pitfalls that can happen when we start doing inner work and doing it in community, the doors are open. You can come on in anytime. In fact, if you wanna try it for a month for just $27 for the first month, there's a link in the show notes. It's the only place you can get that link. Come on in and join us. You'll join us for some live calls where I coach you and I, you know, connect and we do some fun. Um, we do some fun group coaching kind of things on the calls. We would love to have you in the circle. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elenalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.